Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Men of Abundance with Wally Carmichael. You must be prepared to ignite. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, I am Wally Carmichael, your host for the Men of Abundance podcast. And before we get into today's show, I want to ensure that you've had the opportunity to go and listen to the introduction podcast of Men of Abundance so that you get a full understanding of where we are at and what we are doing with Men of Abundance. I also want to point out that this is my very first interview. I did make a few mistakes, some of which I was able to edit out and some of it I didn't edit out. For instance, you will hear me reference PTSD as post-traumatic stress syndrome instead of disorder. What I want to point out here is this is how we grow. This is how we move forward. When we start something new, we're going to make mistakes. The thing is, I'm not afraid to put myself out there and in some cases make a fool out of myself, especially when it's for a good cause like it is for men of abundance. So I just wanted to point that out and let's get on with the show. Our very first guest on Men of Abundance is Vidal Cisneros. He is a purpose igniting coach. He's a keynote speaker. Vidal has been featured in Huffington Post, NBC's The Morning Blend TV show, and a contributor for Chicken Soup for the Soul and the Good Men Project. He hosts a podcast called Thriving Beyond and will be releasing his new book, Thriving Beyond, later this year. Vidal, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Wally. I am excited to be on the Men of Abundance podcast. Man, this is so exciting to have you on the very first show. Thank you. Thank you so much for those kind words, brother. Appreciate that. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, Went into a very short bio, just very brief, but let's uh, hear a little bit more about Vidal and let's get personal. Yes. And like I mentioned, it's definitely an honor and a privilege to be here on episode one. And for you, Wally, I just want to say kudos to you on starting this podcast because I know there's so many people out there that need to hear our voice, our messages, especially yourself as a person that has a military background and understands the ins and outs of PTSD, which is something that is near and dear to my heart. And I talk about a lot of the stuff that are on the flip side of that coin, which is called post-traumatic growth. So my new book that's going to be coming out, post-traumatic, it's going to be called Thriving Beyond, and it will highlight uh, great strategies on how to get beyond PTSD and depression, um, betrayal, what I experienced in my first marriage, uh, getting getting yourself situated after you find yourself in situational alcoholic abuse. And that was the one thing that really spiraled me downward into depression. So I talk about alcohol abuse, incarceration. I was also incarcerated for six months because of what I went through. So I know we're going to talk more about that story, but because of the career shift, which really started my dream chasing quest, that's kind of like, that's what I like to call it, the dream chasing quest. And then this divine life storm just hit Wally. It just, boom, just annihilated and and crushed everything that was near and dear to my heart. But it was meant to be that way, and it was a blessing in my life. So I can't wait to share my story on this episode. Let's get into your story. That moment that I felt when I read your story and heard your story, but it can't be nothing compared to what you felt. Yes, Wally, it was 
devastating. It devastated me and while I was incarcerated, that was the lowest moment of my life when I was being chased by a sheriff deputy. Now, mind you, the ironic part, Wally, is I used to work with sheriff deputies on the road construction site. So I was a project site manager for many years, for a decade. So I was very close to law enforcement, and I knew I had friends that were sheriff deputies by first name. But that also was, it, it, it actually didn't help because it actually made me get a little bit too out of control, where I thought I had to get free, out of, get out of jail type of card. So I abused that. And because of that, because of the depression, because of my wife confessing to me that she was seeing somebody and she said, hold on, there's more, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm going to have a child and it's probably not yours. So that moment devastated me and it spiraled me downward into the, the deepest depression I'd ever been. And then into that moment where here I am, just all adrenaline rush Wally. As I am inebriated, I was binge drinking the whole day with a friend of mine. He was my crutch that day. So if it wasn't for him, I probably would have, God knows where I would have been. But it got that bad. I kept suppressing those emotions. I kept suppressing the pain. I'd get into the Word. I'd read the Bible. I'd read self-help books. My personal growth and spiritual growth was definitely exponentially growing at such a phenomenal rate but those emotions that I was suppressing like most of us men do we suppress these emotions and we think we can be stoic and we're gonna be okay right well those emotions they don't go anywhere that rage the anger I had no kind of anger management system set up that I could say okay when I get angry this is what I'm gonna do and when that anger came that one night when it just all came flushing out, it flooded out that night, and here I was being chased by a sheriff deputy. Lost a sheriff deputy twice. As I was inebriated, nothing I'm proud of. And then I ended up getting into a car accident, fleeing, scared out of my mind, hesitating. I crashed into another, another inebriated driver in the middle of an intersection. And that is where the largest aha moment up to that point hit. Boom. And everything inside of me said, I got to stop running. Why am I running away from the inevitable? I'm out of control. You can't just drop names and get out of this one now. I hit a point of no return for a reason. And I needed help. So the sheriff deputy catches it up to me. He is just very perturbed, upset, adrenaline rushing. He comes rushing out of his squad car, gun drawn, get out of the car. Now, I was the complete opposite at that point. My adrenaline was rushing. I, that, was, that was the most adrenaline rushing thing I've ever experienced in my life. But after that car accident, just the, the collision, I was calm. It was like this peaceful part of me that said okay this is the point of no return this is the calm before the storm something big is about to change your life so the sheriff deputy came took me out of squad car and me trying to relax him I wanted to make sure the other driver was okay he was he suffered a broken collarbone 
So because of my reckless driving, because of me fleeing and eluding a sheriff deputy, I ended up serving six months of incarceration. And the ironic part is that I mentioned to this deputy, as he had me in the back of the squad car, I was broken down. I was just a shell of who I was. And he saw me getting emotional in the back seat. And he said, look, I've checked your record. You're 30, you're in your mid thirties. You've never had any kind of bad record ever. You got a clean rap sheet. What's going on with you? This is, this is out of your character from what I see on paper. And that's when I told him my story and I told him all the sheriff deputies I knew by first name. And then after I said that, he said, why didn't you tell me this before I wrote the paperwork? I, I could have, I could have let you go. I would have let you go. I said that's in my whole soul just said, that is exactly why you had to do this. You're out of control. And brother, when that happened, that light bulb moment, it hurt having to suffer those consequences, losing my job, because at that time I was in a transitional period of my life where I was shifting careers. So I had a CDL and a job that if I didn't have my CDL, I didn't have a, a job. So because of the DUI, I ended up getting my license suspended. I lose my job. My house was in foreclosure. I would let the house go. I had walked away from the marriage and raising my daughters for you know, for such a period of time in the same household, Th that was all new to me. I'd been with my wife for 15 some years, married for close to 10, and it was depressing. It was sad watching that life just crumble. But there were some very powerful steps and some very powerful aha moments that helped persevere and push me to keep going. I met so many people that were going through similar situations maybe not as heavy as mine but they gave me the spiritual inspiration to keep going you know that's the one thing is your support system is so instrumental in in letting you know how far you're going to go you know Bidal, let me let me break in right there because i want to you bring sure. up a very good point uh and with my background being military for 25 years um and, and being to Iraq and being in this war as long as we have, you know, we talk so much about PTSD. And you've mentioned PTSD a couple times, and it's going to be mentioned in your book uh, coming out. And I just want to make that point that to men of abundance, you know, you guys, it's post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's not post-traumatic war syndrome or military syndrome. It's men, you guys have to realize that anybody, men or women, can get PTSD. Uh, I know a lot of police officers, a lot of people in EMS, uh, and men, we just go through some traumatic events in our lives, and you have to realize, now Vidal just mentioned something else that I want to point out that I hope you got, is he had a support system, an unlikely, an unbelievable support system while he was incarcerated, and you men came together because you recognized that being a group of men helping each other out helping each other through this in all different situations i'm sure and i know you got many stories about that vidal i just really wanted to point that out to everybody and and i'm glad that you did wally because ptsd is diagnosed where if you have been in such a depression such a funk where you're anxious and you have bouts of anxiety for periods of over two months because of triggers so for me the triggers were at that time 
just going back into that house, um, seeing my then estranged wife just lying to me. And, and then here I see her stomach getting bigger and bigger and bigger every month. I had to leave that house. I was going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish that hell on anyone. So by experiencing all, all of those emotions, the heartache, the heartbreak, and I, I understand now, as you mentioned, that PTSD is not just for ex-military and, and vets. It is also for other people that have experienced uh, a near death to a family member that maybe has been a slow death where you've seen them go through cancer, go through chemo. Somebody that has passed away close to you that, that meant so much and you're, you're in a funk. Someone, maybe your children that have seen you go through a helter-skelter divorce, they're going to experience some PTSD. It, it's when you don't go back to the person you were because you are so, your adrenaline is so peaked because you, all this chaos is happening in your life, okay? You just feel like you're in this whirlwind of events and situations and you feel like you're not in control. So your adrenaline is peaked, it's up way up here, it's always on, just like military vets. Same thing, they come back, their adrenaline is peaked, any little thing can trigger any noise, you know, so on and so forth. So from my experience, I learned something through post-traumatic growth that in order for you to get through PTSD, because experiencing that adrenaline rush that I experienced, and mind you, Wally, that I used to experience adrenaline rushes too when I used to work on the freeways, working inches away from 60, 70 miles an hour traffic, that was definitely adrenaline rush. And then doing the things I did with law enforcement, shutting down freeways, so on and so forth. So I was familiar with that environment. I love the adrenaline rush, and I was used to it. So in order to substitute that adrenaline rush for something constructive, you have to step outside of your comfort, comfort zone and begin to do positive, inspirational things to serve and contribute the world. So by being a speaker, by learning new skill sets, by learning how to write, by putting myself out here on a podcast or on a live Google Hangout or on a live stream, you get that adrenaline rush back. And it's, it's a good, constructive, it's called eustress. Yes, we have the negative stress, and then we have eustress. Eustress helps you grow. So post-traumatic growth, I can, I can give you a little metaphor for what it means. So picture three trees. They're identical trees. And they're about to experience a storm of high winds and lightning. Now, the first tree is very strong, very stoic. It's like a sequoia. The wind comes, doesn't even move this tree. It's firm, strong, well-rooted. The second tree, it shifts a little bit, almost like a bamboo, bamboo tree, and comes back. But it recovers, comes back to the point that it was. So that's what, that's what in, in AA they like to call recovery, okay? So you go back to being the same person that you were before the addiction, before the PTSD, right? Mm -hmm. Now, post-traumatic growth is when the wind and the storm hits and lightning strikes a branch or wind breaks a branch. That tree has now taken on a new form, a new identity. It cannot go back 
to, to be identical like the other two trees. The other two trees, you would have never known they went through a storm, right? Now the new growth in this tree that had a limb broken has growth coming out from that break. So its, its structure has been reinvented. And that is the essence of thriving, thriving beyond. This is what I love to talk about on my podcast, Thriving Beyond, is the exponential growth, the taking on a new identity is the most important thing because anybody can come back and recover and you can be the same. But it's about the growth, the expansion, the exponential evolving to a new person. If anybody that knew me back in my, my construction days, they would tell you that I am not even nowhere near close to that person that I was back then. I have, because of everything that I went through, because of having my life completely annihilated, I was able to start from scratch and build myself up because only through suffering will you experience true transformation, true change. That's the only way sustainable change and transformation will last. That's, that's a very good point. And what we refer to it as a significant emotional event. Is, is something that will change somebody's mind, uh, change who you are. And, and I'm very familiar with that, and I love that analogy. And I just want to kind of recap a little bit. So at what point did you, or, or kind of go back, at what point, I think you mentioned it about the time when you got finally uh, caught by the sheriff's deputy. At what point did you have your in, that enough is enough moment? I'll only spend a few, about a minute there because I think we already talked about that. I experience a lot of enough moments, so I like to call those threshold moments. When I left the house, when I was going through that bouts of, you know, am I gonna am I gonna fix this relationship? Because after my wife confessed to me that I'm having a child and it might not be yours, I came back to her and I said, you know what? That's okay. I've changed. I, I've accepted this new life, and I'm willing to take my lumps because I know I wasn't the best husband. I was a workaholic. So I, I committed to putting my trust into the Lord or God or a source, whatever you want to call it, that this will this is going to work out. Well, when I was let down because she was playing both sides of the fence, then I had the aha moment that I was done. It wasn't going to work. I was just going to drive myself insane. And leaving, I hit this very climactic as a father kind of limiting belief and it was that someone else will take my place now as parents we have this belief but we don't it doesn't come up until we're faced with that situation so when that situation came up i stepped into empowering myself with this mantra that no matter who steps in to try to take my place they will not because i'm going to keep showing up I was there from day one, and I will continue to be there as long as I'm alive. I'm going to show up day after day after day. No one will take my place. So once I stepped into that mantra, and I, I, it took form into action, I felt good with leaving that household, feel, leaving that, that whole family dynamic that I had built, and walking away from a house, white picket fence, the whole nine yards, putting your kids in private school, two cars, everything. It was tremendously hard. It was not easy. But that was one step to getting further. And then another big aha moment was when I was, inca when I was incarcerated. And I was uh, fasting and praying for four days when I was initially incarcerated. I was going through alcoholic withdrawals. And I hit such a low moment 
that I knew I had to do something radical. So with fasting and praying, I found clarity. And as clarity showed up, it gave me this new mantra. And that is, no matter how bad it gets, if the worst things possible can happen to you, then please know that the best things possible can also happen. Because someone in my shoes would have never thought something so horrendous would happen to them. Sitting in jail as my estranged wife is pregnant by another man in the house that I'm letting go, and now I'm facing some jail time. That is a nightmare. But I said, after I left those four days of being incarcerated when I was arrested initially, I left there a completely different human being. Yes, I lost weight. I looked very frail. Fasting for four days, it will do that to you. But the prayer and the seeds that I planted, I stepped into that belief with my thoughts, words, and actions. That if the worst things imaginable can happen to you, then so can the best. And I'm living proof that when I left there, that's exactly what happened. So that's perfect right there. So all of that happened to you, and that is, I mean, I can't imagine going through any of that at all. But um, based off of all of that, and now where you're headed now, what are you providing? What are you, where are you going with your podcast, your book coming out? What is, what is it you're wanting to provide to the community, and who are you specifically wanting to provide that to? I love this question. I'm excited about the podcast. The podcast is definitely leading into getting some go- some coaching clients and locking locking up some better group coaching. It helps me create some of the content for my group coaching. So I'm excited about that. And with my book, it's also another iteration of what I've been through. And it also highlights a lot of the strategies and the things that I learned going through it and what helped me and how anybody that's going through betrayal, separation, divorce, incarceration, career shift, addictions, um, loss of a loved one. You know, I experienced so many emotions. I experienced so many things that now I feel that somebody that's going through post-traumatic stress disorder can definitely benefit from what I have to share because in a short amount of time, in 18 months, I went through all of those events, you know, along with foreclosure and bankruptcy. But because of those things, I was able to start from scratch and push through. And now I'm speaking, I'm writing, and I'm I'm getting great opportunities everywhere I go. And that is the most important thing is contributing to the world and getting my message out because your mess can be your message to the world that helps inspire others. Because back when I was going through my mess, Wally, Online wasn't as niche down as it is today. Now you can find a plethora of resources. So I just want to be a plethora of resource for someone out there that needs what I needed back then. Two very important uh, points I want to highlight there is one, I love that quote, your mess can be your message. And that is absolutely correct. So many people think that their situation is so unique. And in many cases it is. But it's similar enough to other people's situations that have overcome exactly what you may be going through. Uh, and, and I'm talking to you men of abundance. You just got to reach out and find. And then the information is the other part that I want to point out. If there's one thing we are not lacking in this world today is education. In fact, we probably have more education or more information 
and education than we can than we can handle. I know I certainly do. I go on so many. Is I'll go looking for one piece of information, and next thing I know, I'm down a whole different rabbit hole. There's just sometimes too much information out there. When you connect with somebody like Vidal, who has not only been through such a horrendous point in his life and then overcome that and now in a position to where he's able to coach other people and write a book about it and and speak as a keynote speaker and and help other people that's you want to connect with somebody that you can resonate with so let's get into the uh let's let's pay it forward what i would like for you to do is uh give the men of abundance community three actionable steps that they might be able to take like today or in the next six months to a year, something that they can do. This is beautiful. I love this, Wally. Thank you so much for asking me. So step number one, in order to find clarity, because clarity is power. Clarity is everything when your life is in chaos. So step number one to finding clarity is see what questions that are out there right now that internally you're focused on so it might be hey my job sucks why does my job suck this bad okay so that is a disempowering question okay so having the ref- the f- just reflecting back on how the internal dialogue has been going has it been on the negative side on the positive side most of the time if you haven't done this exercise it's going to be on the negative side the internal talk studies have shown our thoughts we have 90,000 thoughts a day and majority of those thoughts are negative So let's highlight the positive thoughts. So number one we're going to do is focus on an empowering question. What can I do today, the one thing I can do today, to feel happier, okay? To create a happy state. Now, as cheesy as this sounds, this will get your mind thinking because your mind is the most powerful resource that you have. It's either working against you or it's working for you. So let's get that the biggest asset you have working for you. So the one thing that you can do today, all right? And then the next step that I like to share with people is write down 200 things that you've accomplished in your life that you have not given yourself credit for. Now this list is crucial to you getting through those hard days. Those hard days will come. Okay, just because maybe you are a millionaire right now does not exempt you from having hard days, okay, (laughs) if that's the case. And kudos to you if you are a millionaire, because I I love blessing people that are successful, because that's how you attract it onto yourself as well. So write down 200 things that you've accomplished and not given yourself credit for. Now, society has conditioned us, Wally, into not patting ourselves on the back. I am saying internally, you need to pat yourself on the back because that hard day when it comes, you pull out this list and you can say, okay, I went back and I I gave myself credit for learning how to ride a bike. I gave myself credit for overcoming the hard days during boot camp that I didn't want to get up and and just push through that pain. Uh, Give yourself credit for getting through every grade that you did. Give yourself credit for that, please so on and so forth. So your mind will start focusing on all the 200 accomplishments that you have not given yourself credit for. It could be as simple as you showed up at somebody's funeral. It was hard for you to get there, but you showed up, okay? And number three, gratitude 
is the most important thing in an abundant life. So right now, this is the third thing you can do. Right now, make a list of everyone in your life that has made a difference in your world. And they've been a role model to your life. And I want you to call them and thank them for impacting your life as a role model, as someone you looked up to. You don't have to be cheesy and say, hey man, thanks for being you. Just say, no, I made, a, I made a list and I'm supposed to call everybody that has been a role model in my life. So I, I decided to call you and I just want to thank you for being a role model. And that's it. Done. This will start getting the momentum shift in you lighting up the internal part of you because transformation happens from the inside out. That's the only way it happens. That's really powerful, Vidal, and, and I really appreciate you sharing that. And the gratitude piece is the one that I definitely, uh, first thing I do most mornings, as soon as I wake up, one of the things I do is I, somebody just pops into my mind and I, I'll, you know, put them, I'll pay them forward, I'll mentally just kind of send them a message. And it sounds kind of weird, but it's, it's, a, it's an attitude of gratitude that I start my day out with most mornings. If I don't do it right then, once I'm up getting around, I'll get my coffee, I'll sit down and I either jot down some things that I'm grateful for in my life, but I also pay that forward to somebody else in a prayer. And I, and I really push that forward to them. And once in a while, I do. I, I got to get better about that, uh, picking up the phone, making that phone call, or, you know, going to pay a visit if it's somebody that's, that's close enough to me uh, physically. So that is very powerful stuff, and I really appreciate that. So what is a book, based on this subject, what is a book that you would recommend and why? Oh, boy. I have so many, but during my darkest days... I was recommended this book called The Shack. The last name of the author is Chung. And I was incarcerated and I read this book. This book rocked my core while I was incarcerated. Now, now if you've read this book, just picture me being incarcerated, already being in this whirlwind of, of hell, pardon my French, and then reading this book. That book made me see just how easy it is to lose focus with our life and even in the most traumatic events we can still persevere through we can still find the goodness in something so heinous think of the worst god-awful heinous crime you can think of and this book will help you see something positive in that heinous crime that might that might be so far for us to to cross that bridge and see that but that's what that book did for me it really helped me see what's possible as well one of the things that we do in being an abundant community is whatever revenue that men of abundance generates over the course of the year at the end of the year we will be giving to various charitable organizations uh, so what is a charitable charitable organization that you would want to give to yes i actually i've partnered with ptsfaces.tv I've partnered with them and some of the proceeds to my book that will be launched later this year will go to ptsfaces.com. So ptsfaces, post-traumatic stress faces.com, but ptsfaces.tv, I'm sorry, ptsfaces.tv. Okay, got it. Outstanding. And so I got one last question for you before we close out here. What does living a life of abundance 
mean to you? Living a life of abundance is everything, Wally. Because of abundance, I have been able to find the girl of my dreams that I'm with. Soon after I went through that climactic storm, there was a happy ending for everybody still listening. It wasn't, it, it wasn't just the hell that I went through, but there was abundance that came as soon as I left the four days of me being incarcerated. I stepped into opportunity and lo and behold, it's so ironic that I met, that I met the girl that I'm with right now and she was also going through similar situations minus the child, but similar situations. So she was also betrayed and we connected on a whole different level. And because of her going to visit me every single week while I was incarcerated, we connected. I wrote, I wrote her, poured my heart out on letters. She was there for me. She was the light in my storm. So it wasn't all just doom and gloom. There was so much abundance. Right now you can create abundance in your life by counting every single hair on your head, by counting every time your heart beats, by counting how much air you breathe in and out. Abundance is just one thought away. How many atoms do you have in your body that are vibrating? Millions and billions. Yes, it's just abundance is one one thought away. I love it. I love it, man. Thanks so much, Vidal, for sharing all this, your story with us. It's 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 on such a personal level. It's it's my honor. It's my purpose and my mission, Wally. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So obviously, you're very excited about your book coming out. What else are you excited about? Yes, the book, you can, uh, if you want to check out my book or subscribe for updates, you can go to thrivingbeyondbook.com or you can go to thrivingbeyondpodcast.com. Thanks for being with us, Vidal. Hey, thank you for having me. And I have some gifts over at yourfreegift.us. So sorry, I'm just throwing out that last URL, yourfreegift.us. If you want to learn more about my story that's featured in Chicken Soup for the Soul. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate that gift. And so does the Men of Abundance community. That is uh, unexpected, and I definitely appreciate it. Have a good day, Vidal. All right, you too. Thank you. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.